0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 120 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, and today we will be taking a look at a very reflective question about commitment in relationships and how, frankly, it's changed over the years. Uh, We'll explore this change and see if we can come up with a universal constant for reliable commitment in relationships. But first, let's hear what this listener has on her mind. I am one of the many divorced people living in the United States. Over the years, I have watched each generation become worse at commitment, and it makes me ashamed. But I too was in a marriage that failed. Commitment doesn't mean what it used to mean if it still means anything at all. Shouldn't couples that make a commitment to one another work harder to stay together? How ironic. This is a discussion I was having with my dad recently. Uh, He is, like you, one of the many divorcees from a past generation, wondering what on earth is going on and how the seemingly bulletproof model of family life set forth in the 1950s has managed to fail 53% of marriages. And it was a good discussion, and one I'm really happy to have here again. So, if you think back to commitment a few generations ago, uh, when you and my dad were getting married, uh, not to each other, that is, i don't I don't think so anyway. <laughs> Mom, but when you' when your age group was getting married, uh, the commitment was really just about carrying on a tradition more than anything. So back then, people got married and had kids thoughtlessly. Uh, and those who didn't were outsiders. It was just what you did once you found someone tolerable, because at the time, it was better to be seen as married to someone than not married at all. I was not around then, but this is the gist I get. Uh, Women were under particular pressure to do this because marriage also equaled financial stability, as at the time women were not working nearly as much. And realistically, the same approach was taken with, with friends, places, even jobs and items. How many friends did people used to keep that they really didn't like that much? How many people never left their hometown and now complain about never getting out? How many jobs did people try to make lifetime careers out of, even if they were miserable and unfulfilling? How many items did people keep around that got no attention whatsoever? My parents are very guilty of that last one. A a typical Italian household would often have the TV in one room and the living room be something totally separate with furniture that you couldn't sit on and artifacts you couldn't touch. Same could be said of dining room tables that only got action, like, on the major holidays. And for what? Nonsense. It's just unused space and paraphernalia to pay taxes on. A quick history lesson, though. Uh, Apparently, this type of thing became commonplace after the Great Depression. So once families recovered enough to be able to buy some things just for pleasure, uh, those things were kept separate and were really just bought to be celebrations of wealth rather than actually used. A stupid thing to do. Anyway, I digress. Um, So, none of these forms of commitment to people, places, or things ever took into consideration the various ways that the people committing to them could change. And frankly, not many people believed they would or would want to change anyway, because this was also a time in which individual expression and exploration was simply not in fashion. These days, the switch has totally flipped. There are far more stimuli that are almost imploring people to adjust their lives. The internet and social media regularly drown us in opportunities to change, see things differently, listen to new worldviews, date new people, travel to new places, and so on. So not only do people change inherently based on what they are exposed to in their physical environments, but each generation is at risk to change more and more because there is more and more opportunity to do so on top of their physical environments. Does it make it hard to plan for the future and put a little too much emphasis on present satisfaction over long-term satisfaction? I would say so. But every generation has its price to pay, and that that would be ours. It just happens to be the opposite of the problem generations past thought they would have. But based on the stuff we're talking about, I'm not sure it turned out that way. The magic elixir, for someone my dad's age, someone your age, someone my age, and someone younger than me to commit right now is to learn to commit in such a way that pays respect to these changes. Changes which are becoming more prevalent with each passing year. And it's too bad. It's it's really too bad that this wasn't encouraged more back in the day. Uh, but again, no one really conceived of such things. So you're right. Couples should work harder at commitment. But That means working harder at understanding true commitment, rather than working harder to stick with things that clearly don't serve us. As far as couples go, if you love someone and want to commit to marrying them, then do it. But here's what the commitment should be based on. Commit to both being good communicators. Commit to listening to your partner and seeing them through whatever changes may occur in a way that is respectful and free of ego. Commit to being vulnerable and honest and commit to the uncertainty of it all. Making peace with the uncertainty from the get-go can make relationships that do end up failing much less painful and feel more like lessons than wounds. These are the types of qualities that we should take into consideration when committing to people romantically, but they also help us commit to maintaining good relationships with our ever-changing selves. And there we have it, everybody. I thought this was a really good and important question. Thank you so much to the woman who sent this in, and I hope you are able to see your next relationship in a new light when you are deciding to take the next step with someone. I also hope you have a better grasp on just why it is that commitment has changed so much. Uh, That is going to do it for today, though, everyone. So if you have questions of your own that you would like answered on the show, Wait no longer. Email them to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. Advice at oldpodcast.com. Nothing is off limits and we are here to help. We've got a lot of great questions lined up already and cannot wait to bring you one in our next episode. I will see all you guys there and take care of yourselves until then. Bye everyone.